Fun Podcast. I am back with another episode. Uh, but if you have noticed from the last two episodes where we talked about last, we talked about self-righteousness, we talked about pride in regards to our sexuality, but I really didn't give a, like a solution, which I found out it's our unbelief in God that causes us to not to to trust that he is able to satisfy our every need. And in that way, we become either self-righteous, we become prideful, and we become uh, lustful uh, to try to, uh, to fill ourselves with things that he has clearly said that he will fear. So today, we are going to talk about sex and identity and with me, I have a, I have a guest with me today, and I'll let her introduce herself. Good afternoon, everyone. Praise God. My name is Kezia Kamau. I love the Lord as my personal savior. I love the Holy Spirit as my personal companion, and I love the Word of God because it is the Word of God that helps us to move. Thank you, Shelmith for inviting me in your podcast. You're welcome. I'm grateful. Yeah, so uh, for the very, the first thing that I want us to look at, it's the victim mindset uh, that is similar uh, to what most people ask about. Genesis chapter 3, why did God place the, why did God place Adam and Eve in the tree knowing very well that they would fail and you see we we become we try to become victim and make god our enemy in that situation but what we don't see it's god love for us and him telling us that i have placed a will in you so you can choose um whatever uh, you can choose between me or you can choose to listen to me or listen to the enemy. And I'm also going to read from Numbers chapter 14, verse 3, where the uh, Israelites said after, um, what is it called? After they had gone to look at the land of Canaan and the report came back and the 10 uh, elders said that the land was filled with giants and all that thing and and so the people the israelites began to complain and said to moses why is the lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword our wives and children will be taken as plunder wouldn't it be better for us to go back to egypt and this the victim here mentality is that the same way to sex we feel like why did god give us all these desires and these sexual organs while well, he knew very well that we can't control them um so yeah i'd like you to speak on that uh thank you shelmith i like the way you've put it down that the victim mentality and that's exactly what it is a victim mentality because as you said in Genesis chapter 3, that after, after they sinned, even they themselves, they blamed, Adam blamed the wife, the wife blamed the, the, the serpent. serpent. But then if you go back 
in that scripture, you'll find that God did, didn't really put them there as victims. He had actually given them so much authority and so much dominion. The reason actually why God put them there is because he knew he needed a man who could take care of the land, dominate, and all that, because he knew he couldn't do that by himself. And that's how important God meant man to be, to be that, to be the one that is taking care of the garden. So when we find this victim mentality, which is actually troubling a lot of us today, we need to, you know, backdate and ask ourselves, where is this victim mentality coming from? Because from the word of God, clearly, it's not, it, he, was, he never meant us to be victims. He actually meant us to reign with him. And that's what we find in Revelation, that when he comes, he'll come back that we may reign with him in glory. So what maybe, what I would say, what we need to investigate further is where this victim mentality comes from. We backdate ourselves from there. Yeah, and now that leads us to the image of God. Yes. How we look at God. Yes. Who is God? Why is he telling us uh, mm. that why is he telling us how we should handle our bodies? Mm. Who is he in essence that he has the um he can talk and speak into us? Yeah, let's talk through that. You know from the scriptures, you know God is in heaven and his kingdom is in heaven. But he created earth for man because God is a spirit. We have to understand that God is a spirit. And the reason why he created man with a body is because he knows, you know, maybe we can put it back down in the scriptures that God is a spirit. And that's why the Bible says anyone that worships him must worship in spirit and in truth. So there's, there must be that connection of spirit and spirit between man and God. And therefore, the reason why God created the earth is because his, his home is heaven, but man is on earth. His kingdom is in heaven. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, may your kingdom come down. So he wanted to create a similar environment on earth, like the one on heaven, a similar environment like the one in like, so that, you know, man on earth, God in heaven, but the kingdom of heaven to come to earth. Yeah. And the only person who could do that was man. Wow. Because man, and the reason why God gave him a body is because on earth, it is, you, cannot, you cannot live on earth as a spirit. Yeah? The earth is only for human people with mortal bodies. Even God himself. That's why even Jesus Christ, when he was born, he had to come in a body. Because God cannot violate his own law. When he said, yeah. I give earth, dominion of earth to man, he could not violate that, even he himself. Yeah. So we have to understand the reason why God gave this man a body, the purpose for the body was to allow him to bring his kingdom on earth because he's there. Yeah. So why he says he needs this body for him is because he didn't give the body to us to entertain ourselves with it, you know? <laughs> you know, the way we have decided now this body is for hanging out, what we have to also understand why did God give man a body in the first place? Yeah. To make him a legal owner of the earth. Yeah. And that's where you find if somebody dies and their spirit goes, this body without a spirit 
is, is useless in the earth. Eh? It has to be buried, and that's, that's the end of the body. But so long as you have your physical body, it means you're still authorized to bring the kingdom of God on uh, earth. So we have also to ask ourselves, what was really the purpose of giving God giving us these bodies? Is it for us to use them anyhow? Because when we understand why God gave us this, you remember even in the Garden of Eden, the serpent came. He came and interrupted the plan of God. And it is the same way he comes even today. He knows the plan of God is that we may use these bodies to bring the kingdom of heaven down. But he will not sleep and allow us to do that. He will still come and interrupt the plan of God. Yeah. So these issues of sexuality, personally, I find it is where now the devil has come to interrupt the yeah. plan of God. Yeah, yes. Yeah, because uh, we gain, um, if I can't follow his guideline, then I can't actualize what he put in me i i can't bring into purpose whatever he sent exactly. uh, me here to do other than it's interesting in that i think it's psalms 139 where all the days of my life were ordained before one of them came to be and i was mm. meditating on that thinking mm. god placed a word in me yes when he sent me here on earth mm that word he sent it so that it can be fulfilled and if i am in alignment mm. with him mm. then that word will be fulfilled but if i live outside of him that word will it will be but mm. maybe through another generation someone that in my lineage that i'll give birth to but not necessarily through me. Very true. Yeah. And you have said something also interesting that God does not violate his own law, mm. which is very important here in this topic mm. where we feel like um, God is just out here to harm us. Mm. And I was thinking, um, if my understanding of God is that he's good, then I should know that he will never do any harm to me. Mm. Because he's just good. Exactly. So he'll never do anything to harm me mm. because his, his entire essence is just goodness. Exactly. So whatever he pours mm. in me, it's just good. Mm. If I understand that God is faithful mm. to his law, mm. then I can understand that he is... Um, He'll never violate me mm. because he's faithful, not to his word mm. and to me to yes. take to take care of me as his child. Mm. If I understand that God is holy, mm. then I understand that there is no even a hint of mm. sin mm. near him. Mm. Therefore, he can't sin against me. Mm. So when he's talking to me and and he's saying, "Walk in purity," mm. he's talking to me about that because mm. that's who he is yes and he wants me to be that image mm. yeah from him yeah you know you have to understand when we understand the nature of god like if you remember the children of israel when they were on transit at some point they started complaining and they said moses is it only you that god can talk to you know yeah. the way sometimes you look at somebody and you're like hey share me is it only you who God can use? Eh? Yeah. So the, the, the children of Israel, they got to that point and they said, we also want to meet with this God. 
And Moses said, fine. So he went and inquired from God and he said, can I bring these children to come and meet with you? And he said, fine. Tell them to clean themselves up for two days, which they did. I think the story is somewhere in Exodus. Eh? So they cleansed themselves and then they said, now we are ready to meet with God. So they went to the mountain and God pre God's presence came down. And what did they say? They all fell down and then they were like, if this is who God is, yeah. we are okay. Will yeah. you just meet with him? Yeah. And us will, we'll just be hearing what you're saying. Eh? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can find instances where even like Paul was so used to persecuting the church because the nature, he actually thought he was serving God, but the nature of God had not been revealed to him. So when he was captured and Jesus told him, it is the Jesus that you're persecuting, he got a revelation. And one thing I would like to say is that understanding God takes revelation. If we try with our own mind to understand God who he is, it will always, will always trivialize his nature. And that's why the Holy Spirit is so important in our work with God, because he's the one who, who helps reveal the, the holiness of God. Because you find most people when they were, they, they were so confident in this, of themselves, but when they met with the nature of God, they just went down. You know, like the way a balloon can be looking be so, can be looking so nice, then when you burst it, it just yeah, goes yeah. Psh. Yeah. So that is what normally happens with people when you meet, when you get a revelation of who God is. So the journey to a pure sexual life yeah. begins with an understanding of who God is. His holiness, what, what's the level of that holiness? Yeah. And sometimes we may not be able to understand it from studying books, looking at it, it really requires a revelation and the first point of contact you come with God is through his word. When you see how he met, I was getting amused when he was dealing with David and he had told in the laws of Moses, he had, he had said, you're not supposed to count the people. And then Moses, when he thought his army had grown, he counted them. And that one alone was enough for God to, to punish him. So the revelation of who God is, is what instills the fear of God such that you no longer even have to contend. The, the issue of purity and sexuality is no longer a debating issue because you already know the magnitude of this God. Yeah? Yeah. So I think maybe the, the, the point where we are, we are missing the point as young people, this revelation of who God is, yeah. is yet to be amplified in our hearts because that's when you find your senses are so sensitized that you feel like David every time or you feel like God is watching you. So I would say the beginning point would be to get a revelation of who, when you understand who God is, everything now starts flowing, even correcting our behavior. Yeah, you have said something important, but I have to say this, now I'm on the side where <laughs> I think where most of us are yes. as youths, because we want to know him mm -hmm. outside of him. Yes. Uh, we want to know God, um, we want to know him. Yes, mm. it's true. And I, I, I'm not sure that you've noticed. Mm. Well, I live on in, <laughs> on the internet. True. But mm. um, there is this movement of spirituality. Mm. Most of us are becoming spiritual without any association mm. with a god mm. any god mm. we are, we just say that i'm spiritual mm. Sidri, this energy and that energy mm. attracting energies mm. and all that mm. 
talk to someone who wants to understand God, mm. but they want to know him at their from, own terms. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. They want to know God yeah, at their own terms. Yeah. And that's why I said to, to, to really put everything in line, you have to define. You know, like if, I'm, if I want to go to a place, if I want to go to Mombasa, can I really take my tattoos that will take me to Thika? Mm-mm. Will I end up in Mombasa or will I end up in Thika? You know, if, I, if I'm going to a certain destination, I truly have to, even if I don't know the location, that's why you find sometimes people go on Google Maps because you really, if you miss the exit, yeah, you'll still be going, but you're not going to there. And you must realize that when we are here on earth, forever, between the time you are born and the time you will die, forever two kingdoms are at war. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness. There is no way the devil will watch you go where you are going and clap for you because he knows what is at the end of that. He knows he lose. And he knows if you follow through the kind of a person that you can become. So there is no way he will watch and clap for you going God's way. So what does he do? The same way he, you know, the, the, the devil will never come and tell you this is the wrong way. What he does is to bring diversions, you know, diversions, you know, you, you, you know, small, small, like when he was dealing with Eve, he didn't tell Eve, uh, God did not say don't eat that fruit. He yeah. put a question, did yeah. God really? So what yeah. he does is to create the doubt. doubt. Yeah? yeah. And that's why you find even in our spiritualism, yeah. We really have to define which God are we reaching. There are many gods on earth. Yeah. They are, actually, nobody should tell you they are not religious. Even others, they are religious in that. They don't believe in any God. That's their religion. Eh? Yeah. So you find you really have to define. Yeah. Are you talking of the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? So once you decide which God you're going to follow, Mm-hmm. The same way we do in our universities. If you're taking a certain course, you cannot take mathematics or chemistry and then you start learning about uh, education or something else. You really have to stick. Yeah. So I sometimes get amused when I find our young people, they want to go to Mombasa, but they want to pick any matatu and get there. Yeah. So we are in a season whereby we really have to decide. Because God has given every person a will. He'll never violate your will. This is the beginning of the journey. You really have to sit and decide which yeah. God. Because outside, if it is the God of heaven, yeah. the word of God is the only. That is manual. Yeah, yeah. So if I say I'm going to heaven and I use Oxford Dictionary, we are not going to the same. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good many outlook i have to choose Mm. it's a choice uh, that no one can make for you and now um there is something else where it triggers our where we have allowed our sexuality or whatever Mm. we feel Mm. we have allowed it to to define us Mm. if i have struggled with lust for too long Mm. and i i have i've shared Mm. in the last two episodes Mm. um we get to a point where we allow that to define us Mm. uh we want it's like i giving up Mm. And I read uh, still Numbers 14, verses 3b, 2, mm. and 4. Mm. 
Mm. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Mm. See, now they are talking about going back to Egypt, mm. to the land of slavery, where they cried out to God, mm. save us because these people will kill and finish all of us. Yet now they are talking of going back to that same place mm. uh, because I'm not ready to face mm. any giant verse form. Mm. And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to to Egypt. Mm. And this is a place of, I think, giving up. And also a place, when I look at the, the Bible from, I think, Exodus mm. and Leviticus, not mm. so Leviticus because Leviticus, it's a lot of laws, mm. but Leviticus, I mean Exodus and Numbers, mm. you see how the Israelites are reacting mm. towards certain things mm. when they see, like in Exodus chapter 30, mm. 30, 32, I think so, uh, where they make that calf, golden calf, and they are repenting. They repent and they are sobbing and they are everything. Mm. But again, a few verses later, they're in the same scene, complaining. And even Exodus 14, they are talking about God, we will praise you, we will do all these things for you. Then some few verses later, they are caught up in another scene. Yes. Mm. And, it's, and I look at it as a, a lack of... And a lack of true repentance mm. where we have accepted it and somehow deep down we feel like mm. I don't think I'll ever come out of this. Mm. So let me give up. Mm. Um, I, I want to read something that I had written last year. Mm. True, true repentance, mm. it's sincere. There is surrender, there is submission. In my case and in the Israelites, there was no sincere surrender. Mm. I didn't even think that I'd ever come out of last. Mm. That that's something I wrote. I I don't know. I didn't write the date. Mm. When it comes to repentance, there are two things that deter us from having a real surrender. Mm. Number one, we think that God is angry mm. with us. Mm. And number two is that we are overwhelmed with guilt. Mm. Both, both of them are lies from the devil because they prevent us from mm. moving forward. Mm. And there is this song that I love. It's called Psychos by Jonathan Mike Reynolds, mm. where he says that the devil wants to extend the game, mm. free throws, and when it ends, he wants to make the sequel. Mm. He wants to make a continuity of this scene. Mm. And now when you're in that where you're feeling, you're prejudging God and you think that he's angry yeah, yeah. with you, mm. you still don't have a, a, real, mm. a real relationship with him. Mm. One part you're overwhelmed with guilt and mm. the other part um, you don't feel like you can ever come out. Mm. All these two things are lies mm. and they are preventing us mm. from seeing the true mm. image of, of god. god yeah yeah so what i can say share with you about the 
the lust and the sexual purity and all those, those everything that is emotional. You know, most of the time you find why we struggle is because we, like for instance, if someone is struggling with the issue of lust, eh, it's not something that can go off in a day. It's not a one-day issue. It is a journey. Yeah. And the, the thing why we can appreciate the, the relationship that the children of Israelites had with God is because it tells you how difficult it, it is for true repentance. Yeah. Honestly, it is difficult to stay in a position where you feel now I'm right with God. Actually, maybe until the day we'll die, we may never feel truly right with God. It's that that is the, the day we die. it is true. It is until the day we die. Yeah. But the beauty of the new covenant is this: God knew it is impossible for man to please God. Yeah. And that is why, when I was growing up, when we were being born again, we were being when we got born again, we would be prayed for to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And most of the time, the Holy Spirit was associated only with speaking in tongues. Personally, I can say it's until two years ago that I've truly learned the work of the Holy Spirit. This journey of faith, you can never, never, ever, ever make it without the Holy. It is, it is, it is impossible. Yeah. So if a young person wants to get out of lust on their own strength, yeah. you know, and feel now from tomorrow, I was listening to another youth pastor and I was really feeling, he was really, it was very interesting because he would say, like even the youths were in pornography, most of them they would say, Today is the last day I'm watching this thing. Yeah. Today is the last day I'm walking in last. From tomorrow, maybe some of them you find on 31st January. When I say today I'll watch this video, and then from tomorrow it will be. And that last day never comes to be the last day because yeah. it's a continuous fight. It's yeah. a continuous struggle. Yeah. But really, what, what do we have to do about it? You check, it's an issue of our mind. De like last, you cannot be prayed for in one day. You go for a prayer service and you're prayed for deliverance and you rebuke the spirit of last and you it goes and yeah. you're set free on that day. Yeah, it has so many facets. It has a, a lot of facets because yeah. first of all, like even Paul in Romans, he was saying, be transformed. You know, like if you, if you want to walk from last yeah. and be pure, even sexually, it means there has to be a transformation that has taken there's a conviction in your heart such that even if you wanted to watch a bad video, the next time you pick it, everything in you will resist, will reject it because there's a transformation. And that's why Paul was talking about transformation by renewing the, the mind. So if, you're, if, you, if you want to walk from last, but you still remain in the old mindset, yeah. the, and that's why Jesus was talking about putting new wine skin in an old wine skin. If you want to please God in your old mind, it is impossible. Pleasing God has to take the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit feeds on the Word of God. That's why we say it. We, we cannot be spiritual. The, the spirituality that is out of God's Word, yeah. we really have to think clearly. Is that really true spirituality? Am I our own way of entertaining ourselves? Eh? Yeah. Because the true, the, the true spirituality is whereby the Holy Spirit now becomes your counselor, your teacher, and the one who helps to deliver. And the Holy Spirit feeds on the word of God. So if, 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 if you're trying to please God, minus the word of God, minus the Holy Spirit, be sure 
even the last day you still be walking in last yeah. i'm sorry to say that eh? but it is the reality yeah. you struggle with last until the day you leave the earth yeah but if you allow and that's why you say the word of god is a double edged sword mm-hmm. and not only last you know sometimes yeah. we take the big sins yeah, yeah. and we magnify them yeah. you forget there is issue of anger yeah. there is bitterness mm. Like I think for me when I started with God I was I used to be bitter about a few issues but it took that revelation of the word of God to help you point last bitterness anger you know those small things yeah it takes a transformation of the mind yeah. the mindset has to change that's why yeah. I say deliver us from last is not a one day it's like the way you walk with a child when a child is born you know and the child keeps on developing until now they can be able to but if you get delivered today you're prayed for what a prayer of deliverance does is to give you the energy energy to to now strengthen your will to walk out of whatever is binding you yeah 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 and uh you have reminded something that i also noted at that time how can i save myself from my own weakness yet i'm weak You know you cannot save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you and, you cannot save and, yourself. And that's why I I was thinking now earlier why I struggled for too long was mm. I was trying to save myself from a weakness. Mm. I'm weak. Mm. How can you save yourself? You You're weak. Yourself. And you, you can't. And I noted Uh, as a believer mm. i want to be righteous like god mm. therefore i should submit to him mm-hmm. in knowledge yes. that he'll transform me to mm. his own righteousness mm. it's god who called me into salvation mm. he made the first move i made a choice to respond mm. if he's the one who called me to salvation mm. how then could i possibly think that i can save myself mm. from me I am not the savior of the world. Yes. He is. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Um and I think that uh, that it maybe should encourage mm. you who is listening mm. that you can save yourself. You can't save yeah. yourself. And I actually must say where we are now with the young people. I I told you it's a struggle. It's a it's like a battle between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of the enemy. and the kingdom of the devil is actually out there because the way to the kingdom of heaven is by cru- crucifying the flesh killing the flesh completely whereby you cannot uh, we always say you come to god as you are but you cannot stay the way you are if something is not happening inside you changing your convictions and this is why it's very 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 important for a young person going through last and those issues with sexual sexual issues eh? it's very important to identify a word teaching church or a word teaching yani where you expose yourself to learn you know I've, uh, uh, i got born again many years ago like yeah. i think when i was in form 3 but i can tell you for real it's until 3 years ago that mm-hmm. a real transformation has happened in my life Yeah. because i've realized there was a, a a strong aspect of the teaching ministry that i was missing in my salvation so i was serving god based on my emotions yeah like if i go to pray the more i cry the more i feel i've touched god yeah only to realize god is not touched with my tears 
he starts with how much I've aligned myself yeah. to the word of God. Yeah. And to me, I might say COVID was a blessing in disguise because that's the opportunity we got now to outsource for ourselves, you know. So it it has become a blessing combining the 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 outsourcing of the word plus where we fellowship and we get blessed with the word of God, okay? So for a young person trying to get out of lust or trying to stay sexually pure on your own, you're not attending any church, you're not even, there, there are so many resources online. Actually, I've liked so many, there are even some youth pastors, there's one I like very much, it's called Pastor Tim Wangi, and you find that, that they are really teaching the word of God. Yeah. And that word of God is now bringing the transformation that is needed. It's like saying you cure yourself from a disease without taking medicine. Yeah. If you are prescribed for medicine, antibiotics, and you keep the antibiotics aside and you expect to get, you know, yeah. you will die, you know, yeah. with the antibiotics on your side. Yeah. So I would say renewing the mind is the beginning of the journey to overcome sexual lust, not on your own. On yeah. your own. Deciding and strong will, deciding from tomorrow I wouldn't do it, it yeah. won't work. Yeah. Um, I, I think we become, I can speak of last, mm. we become so enslaved that we can't picture a life without it, mm. where we think that this is life. Mm. It isn't. Uh, Jesus is still healing mm. and mostly he's still healing and mm. he still loves you mm. uh, sometimes we feel like we have gone so far mm. that wherever we are mm. i can't i can't come mm. back mm. but that's a lie again mm. um he really wants to to help us and i was watching a video yesterday night mm. of a man who had practiced prostitution for 21 years mm. and he was also um, gender transitioning mm. for those 21 years he was taking pills to become a woman mm. and it took an accident where something uh, they were fighting with someone mm. and he hit a rail and in that moment he remembers God asking him if it weren't for me do you know you could be dead mm. then going to the hospital in the waiting area mm. um, someone an old woman and a man who weren't there in the mm. city in the waiting bay mm. he all of a sudden saw them the woman asked him do you know jesus mm. and he lied he said yes mm. but when he was cured went back home mm. there was this this continuous question in mm. his head that mm. spoke to him he know his place, but when he went to the sitting room, the mm, voice was there. Mm, in the kitchen, mm, the voice was there. Mm. And Jesus saved him. Mm. That's one. Mm. Gave him life. Mm. Secondly, he he loved him in that moment. Mm. And and now he's, um, he's a minister and he talks to, to people who are in such spaces. Mm. And if God can save such a man mm. who has been a uh, first prostitute, mm. then there is all these gender issues. Mm. You haven't gone so far. You haven't. You, yeah. There's no, you know, and sometimes I would say there are people that God allows to go through some things. 
Yeah. Because they they become a voice in the society. Yeah. Because like even now, if such a person comes and addresses someone who is going through the same, yeah, that conviction becomes very valid because yeah. you're speaking from experience. Actually, I remember there's a time we were talking with the youths and they, they, they were saying, you know, sometimes you people come and talk to us from a point of like people who have never messed up, eh? but you, you don't really, you know, we want to see the scars, eh? yeah. because sometimes when the scars are there, the people can relate more. Yeah. So there is no person who has ever gone so far that God cannot reach out. He's a faithful God, as you said, as you were beginning. Yeah. God is a loving. He's a faithful God. Yeah. He's a. He, he's, he's, he has many facets. He's a loving God, and he says every child that the father, every child that is loved by the father, has to be disciplined. So that's why, if we are relating with him. If we do not follow his his nini, his his guidelines, which is God will never bypass his word. That one is something we have to get clearly as the youths. And that should make him very trustable. Yes. Can you imagine? God himself is the creator of the universe. Then with his own mouth, he says, I have given man dominion yeah. over the earth, over the sea, over the land. Can you imagine he's so faithful to his word that even his own son has to come in a body as a man? Yeah. That's how God treasures his word. Yeah. So if he himself can, can, can obey his own word, if he cannot bypass, and that's why sometimes you say, you know when we say uh, we are praying according to the word of God, it's not necessarily, yeah, quoting is part of the word, like when you pray and you say in in. In, 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 in such a scripture, you say this and this, I'll be the head and not the tail, what, what, what. That's part of the prayer. But another part of the prayer is, have you aligned yourself to that scripture? Yeah. Have you? Can you now tell God, now I have been obedient, and your word says for those who trust in you, you can do this. Yeah. So can, when he comes and checks, how, what is your level of trusting me? Can you find yourself aligned with that yeah. word such that yeah. now he's obligated to respond? Because if I'm quoting the scripture to him, but when he looks at myself, I'm not aligned, he has no obligation to, to respond. Yeah. So God is so faithful to his word that Jesus Christ, his son, the savior of the world, had to be born. You know, Moserim, we don't, he had to be born yeah. and not only be born, stay like a person, you know, like a kawaida person. Yeah. Jesus was only able to do ministry after he was baptized. Why? Because that is the only time he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. When he was in the human form, he was not baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he could also not be able to carry out ministry. He could not be able to do the ministry the way God wanted it to be done. And that's why we said earlier, the Holy, if Jesus himself needed the Holy Spirit to do ministry, who are we then? Yeah. Who who are we? If Jesus himself could not please God with minus the Holy Spirit, yeah. it tells you how desperate we need. Yeah. And that is the process of being born again. Yeah. When you're born again, the Holy Spirit of God now becomes your partner. So he helps you because grace, grace is the person of Jesus Christ and he teaches us to say no to unrighteousness. So if the Spirit of God dominates your life, even some of these issues, like am I male, am I female, the issue you had mentioned about identity. Identity comes from, there's a root issue with identity. When you find yourself struggling, am I male, am I female, am I gay, am I a lesbian, am I, 
there's a there's a deeper issue and maybe what i can say maybe where we go wrong is we try to make this person correct the face issue of the like uh like you find in schools nowadays the issue of gay and lesbianism is so 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 it it has really come out strongly yeah so you find maybe the way they try to address is expelling those who are but we have not solved the issues or telling them you have to stop this behavior yeah but remember it's a root issue yeah. maybe this child is struggling with uh low self esteem yeah. they were bullied so they yeah. want to fit in you yeah. know yeah. so you find it's a real it's an actually an identity issue because when you start seeing yourself as a child of the king loved you really don't need to prove to the now you even get the stamina that's what happens in the story of david the goliath had intimidated everybody else but because david knew his himself in god yeah he was able to stand out yeah without being he didn't even need to wear those things those stories in the bible they are principles that we can follow and they but if you find yourself struggling with like uh you had called it binary binary something eh? non binary <laughs> yes non binary non binary yeah? Yeah, yeah or gayism lesbianism yeah. we need to find out what is the root issue it yeah. means there is an issue with identity and is only god who can help you identify actually even the people who are depressed yeah depression depression today you find is a spiritual issue because the soul is so sick yeah you know body mind and spirit the soul, and you know the spirit can only follow what the soul is saying so if the spirit if the soul has not been overpowered by the presence of god the spirit and the body follow so if there if your identity comes in what you have and you don't have you find depression is very easy to but if you know my identity comes from god yeah even if you're walking or even if you wherever you're staying wherever you is an an issue because you know your destiny is higher in god yeah. your purpose in god you know as you had said you came here with a purpose so that purpose keeps you motivated to run life yeah. because you know i'm not just here for myself but to to please god yeah so identity issue also arises with this yeah. sexuality issues yeah and also um Now there's another testimony something I was reminded something mm-hmm. last night as I was watching again uh that I can identify with while I was watching a video a documentary mm-hmm. on frontline YouTube about children who want to transition to the other gender mm-hmm. and I felt sorry for them because yes. they are lost mm-hmm. and i identified with them and it it took a hot minute for me to to see myself mm. because it was maybe past one hour to realize i actually i was once such a kid who mm. wanted to be the other person because i felt rejected and i thought if i was a boy maybe someone could love me better than i was receiving love at that moment mm. and i just felt sorry for them and, and at that time for someone who has gone through that depression yes. anxiety mm. everything mm. and a lot of trauma something i usually say and maybe that's why i end every podcast uh, or at least every podcast by mm. saying jesus loves you mm. i wish someone Yes. said mm. that jesus loves you mm. god loves you mm. and cares about you mm. 
it would have been such a great relief for mm. someone mm. who is lost at that age i actually saw someone give a testimony share with and that testimony really touched me that person was in an accident you know the other people say like they had gone to heaven and then they came back yeah so that young he's a young pastor and he said he died and when he went to heaven in the process of going and you know being shown whatever those things that they talk about so in this particular section he saw very many small babies small you know tiny babies they were crying and then he asked the angel what about these children what about these babies he said these are the babies whose mothers aborted them because now these ma- these these babies they are waiting for their mothers to answer for their charges well i don't know how accurate it is eh? but for me it was an eye opener because he said there is no child who should be abo- there is no baby who is a mystic every person who managed to go through the the it's called what the 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 fertilization process and the baby was attached in the womb that person is not a mystic there is no so if you are here you are alive today no baby is a mystic actually i think i found like you find a young girl she's pregnant everyone is on her case you know you've died you should have of course we are not saying it's right eh? there's a right time for everything yeah but should it have happened just know there's a destiny upon that baby and therefore we look at ourselves also we don't know how we were conceived yeah. some of us were conceived by single parents yeah, yeah. some of us were conceived in you know very unfriendly environments some of us in fact maybe even our parents try to abort us in vile ilikata you know some of us you find maybe they were we've grown up with a lot of problems but when i heard that man of god say that so he said these mothers they are still on earth but they have an opportunity to repent So blessed are they who realize that when they carried out an abortion yeah. they come and they repent in true repentance because then yeah. even now the babies yani now they will be forgiven but woe unto them who will die without repenting because now they have two charges to <laughs> to answer you know i don't know whether it's right or wrong yeah. but i always say i don't dismiss things i yeah. say there's always something to learn from a story yeah. and for me it hit me so powerfully that there is no baby on earth yeah So even if we are adults today the mere fact that God allowed our conception yeah there is no person who is here by mistake there is a reason why God created you there is a reason why God created and what the devil why the devil is fighting the young generation there are books that we used to they were so when we were like in our youth eh? i think even those b- books are still there they are called purpose driven you find purpose driven wife purpose driven you know purpose driven books eh and i've come to realize that number one when god meets with you he helps your identity personally i can say personally sure. that's what i've seen in my yeah. in my journey for the last three years yeah. number one he redefines for you who you are yeah. and actually that's why you find even when jacob he every person that he met with he would change their names yeah. like from jacob to israel from Paul from Saul to Paul yeah. from he would keep on changing Ab- Abraham to Abraham yeah. number one, when God truly meets you yeah. he changes he helps you define your identity yeah number two, he gives you an eternity mentality you know you find we are here on earth but it's like i was there you find for a long time you don't see the eternity picture 
is like you are here we are here to live we are here to have fun we are here to enjoy life we are here to enjoy sex we are here to enjoy things to get like for where we are now is about the cars that we drive the houses that we are in the schools we take our children those are the things that we are living for yeah. but a real encounter with god it helps you now you, the, the the kingdom priorities become your priorities you start feeling you realize god is so concerned about the hearts of men yeah. so number one, he'll touch your heart you start be, having a very soft heart towards god yeah. you even find you feel like sometimes you're even grieving in your heart because you realize oh god this is the way he opens our spiritual eyes yeah. so we are able to see the world in god's eyes and then from that you realize god's priority is your soul and yeah. your heart yeah so that means after now you get an identity the priorities of god eternity mentality that eternity mentality what it helps us to do is to realize how time is short once you get the eternity and that's what I was telling you maybe earlier right now i feel we really need to run and rescue our young people because the time is short you know we really have to allow this revival of god to come so you find when you start seeing time in god's in eternity you realize you don't have a lot of time to waste on you know waste on your body you you not be young forever and also there are other destinies that are depending on you you're not only yeah. here for yourself show me what yeah. you're doing is very good yeah. for the young people because you have realized it's not only you getting delivered but there are other people that are depending on you so a young person who is just living life for themselves is not in the purpose of god is me getting my deliverance like the samaritan woman then you go out and run and tell others yeah. you know yeah. so when we get the eternity in mind and you realize i'm struggling with sexual issues you realize how fast you have to do away with it so that god can use you to bring yeah. his salvation to the rest yeah. of the world it's not just about you yeah 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 and i, I was thinking that also yesterday mm. that whatever happened to me i i've shared on the podcast for someone who has been listening mm. for a while mm. I, i just went through so much i don't know how i survived mm. but i was thinking yesterday I went through that for the sake of first other people yes. maybe who might yes. have gone through that mm. and also it's it was it wasn't really about me yes it was about my lineage mm. first off mm. and other people that in one way or the other mm. are coming to contact mm. with but we get distracted even yes. when something a vice has been done mm. wrong to us where well, mm. we think why did they do that to me mm. and it's not it's usually not really about you mm. and that's why we need god to mm. define our identity it's um, true yeah because if you look at every person at the bible in that the person that god called you can I do not think there's a person that was just called to make life good for themselves. Even Christ himself came that he can die and deliver. And yeah. that's why the word of God says for for a seed to a seed must be sown and yeah. die for it to bear fruit. Yeah. There's a there's a scripture that says that. Yeah. Because it means if I'm just here alone yeah. without dying, I'll never bear fruit. And like what you just mentioned, what you are going through is a process of preparation. Yeah. You know God as I said sometimes people want to see scars. 
like for your generation now because of what you went through you are able to expose your scars to the young people yeah. and they can relate with what you're saying if you if Shelmith went through this and she overcame then it means then what she what i would like to know what is that that helped her to to overcome so this life even when for us who who, who are parents we have children like i just it, it just hit me the eternity perspective it helped me realize these children are not my children you know you know all along we are so protective of them my child my school whatever you know you you're so protective of them yeah when this eternity mentality hit me i realized ha adoto ni kuazimwa nimeazimwa na mu it's just a debt you know yeah. he expects me to bring them up for him yeah i give him back yeah that he can use them that's what yeah. this stories in the but this is what happened to Hannah. Yeah. Hannah borrowed a child from God. Yeah. And the reason why he he was she was given that child is because it was a loan from God. Yeah. She had said she said if you give me I'll give I'll it give back it. to. Yeah. It means even a young person who is desperate to get out of of their situation today like struggling with uh, lesbianism, gayism, you know, lust and all those issues. They must be desperate enough to realize they are needed in the kingdom. So it's not just I'm living a righteous life. It's telling God, help me to align myself so yeah. that when you deliver me, yeah, I will truly serve you in helping to deliver others. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So when you get that mentality that it is not about you, and this is where depression hits people. Because you find someone is in a problem. And because the whole world is about them, it's a sad state eh? sometimes when you trail somebody like that and in that situation they find you very insensitive yeah. but when you put it in the light of the word of god depression mostly mostly comes from i don't know for lack of a better word allow me to say selfishness yeah because it is just about you yeah. meaning if someone hurt you why did they have to do that like I, I, allow me to use an example like when we were when we got married and we were young in our marriages eh? yeah. and where we, we we really thought marriage is just about me and my husband making me happy for the rest of his life yeah and i hadn't realized that there's much more to my god expect something from this marriage so it is not about me getting happy or just my husband you know like being there for me 24/7 so before that realization came you would find you're always depressed why he didn't do this for me he didn't uh, i was sad he didn't even ask me what was wrong with me he didn't even you know he just you know he talked to me badly he you know he he, he did, because who is in the who is in the center of that conversation Yourself, me yeah. yeah because yeah. he's he it didn't work for me you yeah. know but i never said i i think i was not nice to him yeah it was always what him he didn't do to me yeah. so i would always be depressed Yeah. depressed 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 because i expect him to his life to stop and attend to me yeah and that is very selfish that was very selfish of me sure. but then when you walk with god you realize life is not about you so if something tragic happened to you of course there is we are humans yeah. we, 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 we we it will put us down for a while yeah. but the best way to recover is to ask god you know there is that aspect of trusting god you know you walk with god until you know he's your source yeah. be it finances be it what be it friends he's your source so you say okay i'm here so what god what can i learn from this yeah and what do you want to train me in this so now you you you're not the the objective of that problem 
you see the purpose of God in that problem. So you no longer live for yourself. That's what Paul yeah. said. I no longer live for myself, but Christ lives in me. Yeah. Your life now becomes God-centered. True. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting one. I, I think we'll talk a little about something you have said, which is interesting, which I don't want to prolong this episode for too long. But yeah. the last part, I know we've touched on it in few instances. But it's the relationship between us and God and now looking at God as our father. Mm. And because when we fail to see God as a father, mm. we think that he is shouting at us. Mm. Uh, when he says, don't give your bodies to mm. sexual immorality. Mm. But when I see him, in the right way and see and actually have this understanding god as my sovereign parent wants something want he wants good things to happen in my life mm. and he wants to protect me yes just like my earthly parent mm. Mm. if i have this understanding mm. then i'll be able to receive his commandment mm with knowing it's with love mm. that he is telling me mm. to live a holy life. Mm. Yeah. So let me read this scripture just uh, from what you've just said. Eh? Yeah. Because we have to understand why does God want us to keep our bodies pure? You know, if you, if you, if you, stop, if you stop the conversation at God says, keep yourself pure. That one we will feel, eh, this God is too harsh. But we have to go ahead and ask ourselves, why does God want us to keep my, ourselves pure? Yeah. And this is what Paul was saying in Romans 12. He says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the, conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, this is the end result. Eh? Yeah. The end result of keeping your body as a true sacrifice, which is the real worship. He says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So you see, it is so... It is, at the end of the day, it's for our own benefit. Because God... That God is a holy God, as we said. He's loving, but he's holy. Yeah. So when, we, when sin comes in between, it denies us so many things. So we cannot even be able to know, to hear God. Like most of us say, I want to know the will of God about marriage. I want to know the will of God upon what. So it means there's a blockage somewhere. Yeah. If, I am, if my body is defiled, yeah. then it cuts off. So this keeping myself holy, it's, it's, it's for my own good, actually. Yeah. God has everything. It is for my own good because then I can be able to understand him better. Sin blocks our relationship with God. True. And just from what you have said about God's will, mm. I want to read a verse that it's quite well known mm. in church. Mm. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm. For I know the plans I have for you, mm. declares the Lord. Mm. Plans to prosper you. Mm. And not to harm you. Yes. 
he declared that mm. declares the lord mm. plans to prosper mm. you and not to harm you mm. plans to give you hope mm. you know when you actually depression is also caused uh, because there Lack is no of hope. hope yes so he has plans to prosper you mm. to give you hope mm. and a future mm. and he says it's mm. the plans i have for you yes. they are not to harm you they are not and you know the time he was speaking that scripture he was speaking to the children of israel when they were in exile yeah. there was no hope actually yeah. they had been they were in captivity they it was a 70 years captivity yeah, yeah. so they had they, their relationship with god had been totally cut off because they had lost their relationship with god so they were still yani they had no hope Yeah. The, their situation was bad yeah. until God now had to say Jeremiah to speak to those children and tell them I still know yeah. because they were still the people who are going to bring the kingdom of heaven through the savior yeah. so he still knew what he had purposed for them so when we when we have said when we about hope as you have said depression also comes from lack as you said now when i feel things are everything is against me yeah then i lose hope in life yeah But when I say God has good plans for me. Yeah. Then I know there's a hope for me. But if that that's why I really have to do away with this sinful nature. Truly do away with this so that now this hope, this bright future. You know I, I cannot sit comfortably and go to come and you know just drop the f- bright future pap. Yeah. I have to align myself. So yeah. it is for our own good. Yeah. The more we align ourselves with the word of God, it is for our own good we become valuable people even in the society you become a value and you know now valuable people are few so if if character if your character if you become a person of integrity those people are very few you find people are saying they are no jobs but truly if you are someone who is a person of character and integrity you will not you find something you find people will just come looking for you yeah. so it is for our own good if we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. True. Mm. Yeah, so that's it uh, from me today. Thank you so much Kezia for joining me. Uh, I thank you for taking your time and sharing your space with me. Um, I hope that you've learned something and continue engaging with me at Swan Podcasts on Instagram.